Yeah, it's time for us to make sense of the markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori's the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI. Check out their website too. It's pinkowski.ca. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? What a day yesterday, huh? I know. I was going to say thank you for your flexibility. Normally, we would have talked to you yesterday, but of course, there was this little thing called the inauguration going on. Yes, exactly. That's okay. I, I'm okay being bumped for Biden. No problem. <laughs> How did the markets yeah. respond to all that? Yeah, you know, markets were up yesterday. Um, you know, it's an exciting day. I think I think people want change, uh, including the markets, you know, and uh, so they did turn up and we've seen that markets over the past week. The Dow is kind of up half a percent. The S&P is up one percent. And a lot of that is the reason because the reason for that, sorry, is uh, his plan for the $1.9 million or trillion dollar COVID rescue package. And uh, he's going to be announcing a second bill in February they're talking about. So, you know, he really wants to talk about creating jobs, reforming infrastructure and combating climate change. So, I mean, there's a lot of things he's already done yesterday. We joined the Paris Climate Pact, ending the border construction. And one of the things that's not so great for, for Canada here, in my opinion anyway, is uh, immediately cancelling the cross-border permit for the expansion of the Keystone XL pipeline. So again, that probably wasn't the best news, especially for Alberta. Uh, but uh, he's definitely coming in there in full force and making changes. Yeah. How did So how did the markets in Canada kind of react to the pipeline news? Not as negative as you would have thought, actually. Really? Um, and yeah, and you also look at uh, some of the railways may benefit from that. Um, you know, it's got to be transported one way or another. And if it's not through uh, through a pipeline, it's going to be through rail. And so, uh, you know, I think overall, I think it's it's negative for um, Alberta, the economy there, for jobs and so on. But uh, again, we, we kind of, I wouldn't say knew this was coming, but thought that uh, this might be a top priority on his list, which is definitely what we saw. Uh, can we take a look at, too, some of the other things that might have gotten missed, right, in all the news yesterday about earnings season? And I think there was an interest rate update. Yeah, exactly. So earnings season has formally kicked off in the U.S. And, um, you know, U.S. banks are leading the way. Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, all beat estimates. And that's fantastic. I mean, they're optimistic on growth in the coming year due to, you know, stimulus of vaccines. And this is what you and I have been talking about, right? Yeah. It's really important to look forward instead of the rearview mirror. And what we're seeing, especially with earnings, I mean, Procter & Gamble had good earnings as well, Netflix, you know, and so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what happens going forward and who's going to return to profitability. Uh, the idea is, is that earnings might still be down from this time last year, but revenue actually may start to grow. Um, and especially for some companies uh, that haven't seen growth, you know, over the past year. So that will be um, good to see. Markets will like that. We're going to digest the news, but we're also interested to see what these companies uh, are going to kind of forecast for expectations going forward. In the last few quarters, many of them have not given a lot about expectations because it's hard to because you don't know because of all the lockdowns and, and so on. So, you know, overall, earnings have been improving every quarter. Uh, and I think that's going to continue as we see the vaccine roll out. Um, Bank of Canada, yeah, you're right. They came out and talked about interest rates again. Of yeah. course, no surprise there. Uh, keeping rates unchanged. And what was, um, you know, a bit surprising, uh, inflation has fallen to 0.7%. From 1%, really? so well below that uh, 2% expectation. That's due to lower prices for flights and food, of course, and people just not traveling around as much, so gas prices and so on. So, so again, looking forward, you know, 
uh, what they're talking about is that they see strong expectations for the economy to grow four uh, percent in 2021 and another five percent in 2022 and likely not raising rates until 2023 so that is good news for i guess markets uh also good news for the real estate market as well Okay, interesting. So I would imagine, Laurie, that there's a lot of people looking to the recovery ahead, right, that's expected and thinking, okay, great time to invest in the market to get in on this recovery as it starts to happen. What what advice would you have for people who would like to do that and, and make sure that they avoid some common mistakes? Yeah, you know, what's important is to, like I was saying, you know, looking forward. Um, and my opinion is when you come out of a crash the way that we have, uh, along with low interest rates that are going to last a long time um, with a lot of stimulus, especially with Biden in now, uh, and Canada has provided a lot of stimulus as well, uh, that usually bodes well for the stock market. And so if you're still sitting in cash from last March, <laughs> which some people are, uh, you know, you need to make changes to what you're doing and, and really plan ahead for the bull market that's to come. And it doesn't mean it can't be a bumpy road. You're always going to have corrections. And, you know, even if there is another, you know, black swan event, you got to be ready for that. But overall, the my experience has been is that when you see markets have um, the crash that they did and the recovery, that things actually do continue and improve, especially under the circumstances that we're seeing right now. But some of those uh, kind of common investor mistakes I see as you are putting your money back to work or to work um, is understanding the investments that you're in or that your financial advisor can explain them in an easy-to-understand way. Uh, avoid timing in the market. Again, this is a problem when people, you know, say, oh, well, there's an election coming out. You've got to move to 100% cash. Right. Well, <laughs> that's probably not a good idea, especially because after elections, usually markets go up. And so people have become very political and emotional about politics uh, when Trump was in power. So hopefully uh, that's not the same uh, situation going forward. Falling in love with any company or any sector, everything goes in cycles. And just remember that, right? The flavor of the day. Tesla, Bitcoin is probably not going to be the flavor of the day in a year from now. Um, knowing when to cut your losses. That's a huge one, right? Yeah. Keep your winners. Cut your losses. There could be a stronger horse to, to get back on to make back your money. Uh, so that's very important. And again, diversifying your portfolio, making sure you don't just own three of your favorite companies, you know, make sure it's a diversified portfolio and having a good team manage that as well. I would imagine knowing when to cut your losses is the hardest thing because people just want to, they just, they, you can't admit, right? That this, you got to cut your loss and move on. It's so hard to do that. Definitely. It's it's, it's such an ego, uh, ego thing for a lot of people. They want to, you know, be right. And the fact of the matter is, there's no one's a hundred percent right. It's what you do about the holdings in your portfolio when you're wrong. Uh, that separates the good portfolio right. managers from the mediocre ones and, and really uh, leads to more stable returns over the long term and less volatility for, for people, for sure. Okay. Now, Lori, I understand you have a special anniversary coming up. What's going on? I do. On Monday, January 25th is my 20th anniversary for managing retirement wow. uh, portfolios. I know I got licensed January 25th, uh, 2001. So, I've seen a lot of things during that time, as you can imagine, and, and learned a lot as well, of course, regarding retirement and, and markets. So what I did is I put together uh, the 20 lessons that I've learned um, for the podcast that I do with John McComb, Ready, Set, Retire, uh, that we kind of air every second Friday on readysetretire.ca. 
And uh, we're going to be kind of going into my Lori-isms as well as, uh, you know, a lot of the things I've learned to share with listeners. And even next Wednesday, Simi, you and I are going to talk about some of those important lessons uh, that I'd like to share with people as well. Okay, just quickly, though, you got to tell me, so out of the all ups and downs, the roller coaster financial ride in 20 years, what was the worst day? Was it like 2008? Yeah, 2008 definitely would have been, been taking the cake. It was, uh, it was much uh, <laughs> Much worse than uh, last March, I would say. Um, it's something we hadn't experienced before. You know, financial markets looked like they were going to collapse all around the world. So, you know, again, but we managed that uh, fairly successfully. I mean, it, yes, you, you have a negative year, but we got back to where we were very quickly. Uh, and it wasn't nearly uh, what the markets were because we believed in active management throughout everything. I've always believed, uh, you know, if there's a freight train coming for you, sometimes it's okay to step aside and move some of the portfolio to cash. Right. And that's what protected people then. That's what protected people in every crash along the way. Uh, so again, that's why I believe so strongly in active management versus the buy and hold strategy. Well, we'll talk more about it next week. Lori, thank you. We will. Thanks, Simi. Have a great week. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI, or check out their website, which is pinkowski.com. 